this is Terry Beatley, your host of What If We've Been Wrong? I'm shining light into some dark places so that beauty, goodness, and truth defeat the schemes of the enemy. It's true, people are perishing for lack of knowledge, and we're instructed to have nothing to do with the evil deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. That's what I do on What If We've Been Wrong? Rethink, explore, and uncover some hidden truths so that more people can experience an abundant life and the joy of being set free from the shackles that hold us in prison. Welcome to What If We've Been Wrong? What if there was an educational program which would greatly reduce the number of sexually transmitted diseases and teach our young people starting in you know 8th, ninth grade, all the way up through 12th grade, healthy choices so that, so that they have all the information at their fingertips as well as their parents and so that open lines of communication can happen between parent and child so the children feel really comfortable talking to their parents regarding sex education and the parents likewise back to the children. What if there was an organization in place that actually has a proven track record for doing just that, decreasing the number of sexually transmitted diseases, decreasing the number of um, young people who uh, got pregnant outside of wedlock. Well, there is an uh, there is a program. It's called the Collier Community Abstinence Program, and, and from this point forward, I'm going to be re- referencing that as CCAP, C C A P, Collier Community Abstinence Program. It, it's it's amazing, and the the executive director is Renata Ferrante. I mean Renata Ferranti, and I have her online today. Renata, thank you for sharing your time with us on what if we've been wrong on America Out Loud. Thank you, Terry. Thanks for inviting us. Well, I'm excited about this. You guys have a proven track record that authentic abstinence works. And, and I've looked at your material, and visually, it's very, very appealing. But what's, what's super appealing are the results that you can already um, prove, that this isn't just an idea, but it really does work when you give young people uh, the information, you know, safe, healthy lifestyle choices. So what I'd like to do is maybe let's dig a little bit into the background and, and then um, explain to us what is the mission of CCAP? Well, the mission of CCAP is to ensure that every teenager has the opportunity to understand the significant benefits of choosing abstinence until marriage as the healthiest lifestyle. And that means abstinence from drugs, alcohol, and sexual relations outside of marriage. But it's, it's even more than that. Our program is designed to help the students. It starts out with, what are your hopes, goals, and dreams? Mm-hmm. I mean, when was the last time someone asked you, what are your hopes, goals, and dreams? And then took the time to have you explain what you really wanted to do. And this is what teachers in the schools are able to do with our workbooks. They get great discussions going. And just on that very first topic, 
after they examine different ideas and they have a parent talking it over page or a parent link so that not only is the teacher talking with the classmates and the classmates are talking among themselves, but then the workbooks go home and the parents also get into the conversation. So it's really something that is going to help build communication between parent and their children and teachers and their students. Very empowering. Well, it sounds like it's empowering, and but it, it, and you already know it's empowering. What have parents already told you? What's some of the feedback from, well, not just the parents, but also the teachers who have been using uh, these workbooks? What, what are you hearing? They are so thankful to have these workbooks applied to them free of charge without any deliverable. So that means they don't have to do any paperwork. They don't have to jump through hoops. All they have to do is call me or email me, and we get the workbooks to them thanks to the generosity of donors. And uh, what the teachers have been saying are that they get great discussions going on in the classroom. They're so happy to have these materials because they actually give a definition for abstinence. Abstinence is actually choosing to save oneself for marriage and abstaining from all sexual contact or genital stimulation so that the students get a clear idea of how to protect their bodies and not only their bodies but their emotions mm -hmm. from getting involved sexually. It really is the healthiest lifestyle and one of the best ways to prepare for a healthy future marriage. Parents tell us, I wish we had had these workbooks when I was young. This is just fantastic. This is just what we needed. Because they'll often come to me and say, I don't know what to say. I haven't had the talk yet. So then we say, well, have a workbook, look this over, and then you can read all the information in the workbook. It's totally transparent. Whatever we have, parents are welcome to have, and they're, they're just thrilled. In fact, uh, we, just, we get so many rave reviews about our program, not only because they enjoy the true stories that are in the program, they're stories of people who made healthy decisions, great role models, and also people who made unhealthy decisions and yet then turned their lives around. So there's always that uh, hope built into these workbooks so that the students can know, if I did go down that wrong path, if I, if I did get involved in drugs, alcohol, or sexual relations outside of marriage, there is a way to recover from that. Right. So, okay. So it's not all doomsday. Uh, parents you know, are very thankful. If they, so it's not doomsday if they make a mistake. You know, if they if they make that kind of a decision. But but that's good. So so you're giving them real life stories, and um, but clearly, I mean, if a young person, 15 years old, and they're, I mean, let's face it, they're growing up in an age where they're constantly being marketed 
you know, to have sex. I mean, it's constant, no matter where you turn. And these young girls are on Instagram all day long, and they're they're just bombarded with this kind of information. So, and in such a positive way, you know, you're teaching. What does it really mean to abstain? So, what what have the what have the young people told you who have gone through the coursework? Have you been? Do you have any statistics proving? that more and more young people are embracing abstinence after they go through the course, the, the workbooks? Well, you know, when, when pressured into sexual activity, there are a number of potential consequences, including pregnancy. But it's not just pregnancy that is the concern. There are STDs, and there's the discussion of all of the different consequences. And the kids come up with, well, if I get, if someone gets involved sexually, there are emotional consequences, mental consequences, social consequences, even financial consequences. For instance, I was in one class where the students were saying, well, if we got involved sexually, then there are going to be trust issues, jealousy, possible divorce later on. Um, as far as the intellectual, or the mental tendency to be depressed, uh, suicidal, um, and I'm not doing as well with my schoolwork because I'm concerned about all the relationships and then the social, uh, what people are saying about me and um, the fact that if I do end up becoming a parent out of wedlock, then socially I'm unmarried it makes it more difficult for my children most likely because that's one of the risk factors for children living in poverty is that the parents didn't graduate from high school or they don't have a job or they had children outside of wedlock before marriage uh, I had one student that said, there's no way I'm getting involved sexually because I don't want to have to pay child support to three kids like my dad does. <laughs> well, and then, well, look at that. The girl wow. said, you know, a real man will wait until he's married. Mm-hmm. I had another, another young 15-year-old boy who stood up and said, well, my goal is to be a loving husband and father. And then all the girls clap. These workbooks really help the students to look at life and see the positive outcomes that they can achieve. That's beautiful. So now, also, I'm glad you brought up about how they're bombarded by the media because that's what we address in the second chapter: is how to evaluate the media and whether what kind of impact media has on them. And, and does it affect their peers? Mm-hmm. And is it realistic? Is it realistic to jump out of an airplane onto a train and then dive off off a bridge from the train, swim underwater for three minutes, all while being shot at and survive? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, and when was the last time you saw a show where they said, someone was sexually active, and then they came down with an STD. Well, that, that's, Azer. I mean, that's the other big thing is, you know, it's been a while since I've taught teenagers about STDs, 
but it's even more now, and it's just so rampant, and and it's on the increase. You know, everybody thinks about pregnancy and all that, but no STDs. I mean, that poor. I mean, and usually, of course, it's affecting the the you know the young woman. So, but I want to swing this back around because I'm actually I opened up your marketing brochure for CCAP, and you've got this little box in here. It says results from our students pre and post surveys, and you had two questions on here. Uh, you the first one was um, abstinence is the only 100% effective protection from the possible physical, emotional, mental, and social consequences of sex before marriage. You know, so that's a statement. And then you're surveying the, the young people. So how many of those people agree with that, that abstinence is the only 100% effective protection? So before the, the young people went through the, um, the workbooks, 52% believed in that statement. So only 52%. But after they went through the coursework, you're, you're up to 85%. That's fantastic, Renata. That's, that's a huge shift, a 33% yeah. increase. Yeah. It, it's really uh, a phenomenal program. And then I'm looking at this other one where the statement is, abstinence from sexual activity until marriage will help me accomplish my goals in life. So fifth, only 55% of the young people agreed with that before the coursework and then after it it's it's you bumped it up to 79%. That's that mm -hmm. is significant. That's significant. So yeah. they're making the connection then. So so what happened down in Florida? Can you go over what some of the the you know what happened in Collier County even? Well, we started out in 2004 with a few schools and the teachers could choose from two of our workbooks. We had Game Plan and Navigator at that time. Mm -hmm. We have four workbooks now. And the teachers liked it so much that they wanted to continue using these consumable supplemental resources in their science classes every year. And it was funded by a grant through the HHS and it was approved by the Florida Department of Health and the Florida Department of Education but those funds dried up in 2009. So the teacher said, oh, well, we'll use these workbooks as class sets. And then they decided, no, could you please somehow get these workbooks for our students so they can write in them like they've been used to doing and so that they can actually keep it because a lot of the students would keep them as their journals. Mm -hmm. So my our chairman... Kathleen Sullivan went out into the community and asked her friends and, and others in the community, would you help support this program? And she gained huge support so that we were able to supply these workbooks all free of charge. And then it's just blossomed and grown so much so that last year we supplied 19,000 workbooks. But anyway, back to Collier County. After 10 years of use, we looked at the statistics and we saw that the number of births to unwed teens had dropped by, at that point, 52%. Mm -hmm. And the STDs, while they were going up, chlamydia, chlamydia infections, 
-hmm. in females 15 to 19 were going up in Florida, they were on the decrease in Collier County. Wow. And don't get involved sexually. You don't have to get tested. You don't have to worry that you have an asymptomatic STD. You don't have to worry emotionally that I'm about to have uh, all these emotional problems um, due to, you know, getting involved. So it's really a win-win situation. It, it really is. And so how many different counties are right now? Well, how many different counties in Florida or across the United States have you implemented this? Well, we're, we are in just about every middle and high school in Collier County. And the science teachers in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade implement these workbooks generally at the end of the school year for two weeks over a two-week period because each workbook has eight chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in ninth grade in health, they call it HOPE, and that's required throughout the state. So in Collier is our major population using our workbooks, and we have gone out into the different schools uh, up in the Panhandle, Orlando, all different counties where they've found out about our program, and we supply whatever workbooks they want, teacher training. We just had teacher training for 30 teachers up in the middle of the state just last week. Um, so it's not really going by county. It's going by teacher School. to teacher. Got it. And we've had teachers who've moved from Collier County into uh, Charlotte County, and then now they have our workbooks in Charlotte County. So it's kind of going that way. Mm-hmm. It, it's along the lines of the story about the corn farmer, the farmer who kept getting all the awards for his wonderful corn seed, and then the reporter said, oh, well, let's go interview that farmer and see what um, what's making it so that he keeps winning all the blue ribbons. So the reporter went to the farmer, and the farmer said, well, it's because I give my seed to my neighbors. Well, how does giving your award-winning seed to your neighbors help you? He said, well, you ha- it all has to do with the weather. How so? Well, when the wind blows, it's going to blow my seed into my neighbor's field, and my neighbor's field seeds into my field. So it is much more beneficial for me to help my neighbors improve their crops by giving my seed to them. And that's the same way it is with Collier County, Collier Community Abstinence Program, CCAP. We want to saturate Collier County, which we have done, and we've proven that it's effective, it's well-liked, it's easy to implement, and from there we're expanding out out into the state, out into other states, and actually even internationally. We When Good. we meet people, we've uh, got to, yeah. Uh-huh. No, I'm, I'm so excited, and we're going to take a break right now, but when we come back, 
Um, we're going to learn how we can help you. So stay tuned, everybody. We will be back in just a minute. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. All right, we are back with Renata Ferranti. She's the executive director of CCAP, that's Collier Community Abstinence Program. And if you're just tuning in, you've missed some really important information because they, she's running this abstinence education program which is giving young people healthy choices, healthy lifestyles, health, um, education that leads to healthy choices. And it's not just an idea, she's actually implemented it in Collier County. They've seen a decrease in the number of sexually transmitted diseases. I mean, I'm talking about with a major statistical difference. They've seen a decrease in uh, 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 out-of-wedlock births. And so it's working. And so, Renata, while I'm thinking of it, let's put a plug in right now for CCAP. Um, if somebody wants to help you even financially, what, where can they reach you? What's your website? How can they send you money? And Because, folks, she's able to deliver these workbooks into the school system at no cost. Is that awesome or what? So, Renata, how do they find you? Well, they can go to projectccap.org. Mm -hmm. And they can and they can donate online there. We're okay. a nonprofit 501c3, and they can give me a call 239-272-5092 if they have any questions. We're happy to help. Perfect. All right. So now in this next segment, I want to get into a description of the different workbooks and the, you know, the ideal ages, maybe when to implement it. So I'm looking at the back of your marketing material and I see four different workbooks here. And by the way, I've only really delved into um, the one called Quest and it's so beautifully laid out. I mean, I don't know who your graphic designer was, but it's that they did a knock out of the ballpark job on this. So what I'm looking at is I see game plan, quest, and then another one's called aspire, and then the fourth one is navigator. So can you walk us through what's in these, and you know, the ideal age that you might implement this? Well, the ideal age is about 12 years of age. You want to catch the kids early enough so that they aren't being groomed by the comprehensive sexualization agenda. So, and you want them to be able to talk with their teachers, talk with their parents who are the primary educators of their children. So we recommend about age 12, unless a parent has the workbook and they think their son or daughter needs it earlier. So game plan is a sports theme. AC Green, who is the Ironman of the NBA, helped us write it. And he was one that decided, I'm going to save myself for marriage. 
I don't need to get tested because I'm not going to be sexually involved. And it's a great workbook. In fact, when I read it about 10 years ago, I was able to think, okay, now this is all about hopes, goals, and dreams, how to achieve them, what are my hopes, goals, and dreams. It translates into all different areas of one's life, and it's very inspiring. Mm -hmm. So, in fact, I had, you're asking about what age group? I had given these workbooks to a doctoral student just for review, and he's 29 years old. He said, A.C. Green's my new hero. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then Quest mm -hmm. uh, also, they all deal with what are your hopes, goals, and dreams. Mm -hmm. Every has eight chapters, and they all have true stories, but different true stories of people who made healthy decisions and people who didn't, but yet turn their lives around. Mm -hmm. So it starts out with what are your hopes, goals, and dreams? How are you going to get there? Who's going to help you get there? Uh, and then how to evaluate the media, the dangers of pornography without being graphic, uh, thinking ahead, um, the power of self-control, building your character. Yeah, I'm looking at the Quest workbook now, what and I cannot shout it loud enough. It is, it is, it's so appealing. It's appealing to the eye, and then it's, mm -hmm. but yet it's simple enough that it doesn't look like, oh my gosh, I can't read all that. That's a whole page of reading, you know, because it's like, every, <laughs> it's like who who likes to read anymore? Uh, we live in such a you know video dominated world. Uh, but no, this is so appealing. It's just very, very inviting, even down to the color of the pages and the border. So, um, okay, so this is the quest. And, and I'm just going to read the back, and then quest, we can move on to the other two. It says, Quest is designed to help you think through some of the most important decisions in your life. You know what? You know, as I read this, I'm just thinking how these young people are sold sex so early as if it's like no big deal. It's like no big deal. Excuse me, it is to lose one's virginity, you know, to some high schooler when he can't promise her anything as if it's like no big deal, but yet it's one of the most important decisions in life. And that's just one of the things I know you all go over. Specifically, it's designed to help you resist the many pressures pushing you toward sexual activity by making wise choices. Quest is about learning to resist the power of the present and choosing instead to pursue your future freedom. And that's so true, Renata. I mean, you think of all these mm -hmm. young people, 13 to 15 years old now, thousands of them getting sexually transmitted diseases that will never, ever go away. They will deal with that in their marriage. It just, it's crazy thinking that they're, you know, so many of them are pushed into this. Okay, but I diverted. So the, the next one is what called Aspire. What, what's significant about that one? Uh, Aspire has life skills. I, I think I love the, the story about Ty Gooch. In fact, one of the teachers said he dangles this workbook in front of them. Once you get your other work done, you get to do the Aspire workbook. Oh. And I had another who said, the kids come in saying, are we going to do Gooch today? 
they call it Gooch because it's got the story of Ty Gooch in there. Oh. <laughs> um, he also said, you know, when he gives his parents orientation night at the beginning of the year, he shows the parents, this workbook is for you and your child. He said, I see the biggest smiles oh. because parents want, they want to be involved with their child. And this is a great way to just build that communication, have that, have that conversation, have an ongoing conversation. So later on, when the kids have questions about sex or drugs or alcohol, mm -hmm. they know I can talk to my parents about it because we've already discussed this. We can talk to our teacher because we had it in class. So they don't have to go to some specialized person or specialized organization. Right. It's another way to help guide them into the positive resources that are available and to the people that care the most about them. All right, Renat, I'm again looking in the Quest workbook. I'm on page 71, 70 and 71, where it's this girl named Jen, and, and this is uh, entries into her journal. And so she's writing a letter to her future husband. And she says, wow, I wish I knew who you were. I'm 20 years old, and I'm so tired of being hurt. I want so badly to love someone with my whole heart. I want to tell you that I've longed for you for years. I've loved you so much that I've kept myself for you. By the time you read this, we will be married. It also means that you are, so this young so the, the, this one page is laying out the idea of what is a young woman looking for? And she said, if I've married you, well, then I already know that you're a man of um, strong character, a man with whom I feel comfortable, a man my family loves, a man whom I trust, a man with integrity, a man who loves me as I am, a man who talks to me about things, a man who tells me I'm special, a man I can laugh with, a man who's a hard worker like my dad, a man who loves his family, and a man who is a protector and guider of me. You know, it's what every young woman, for the most part, wants. Uh, but it's just, it's putting, you know, it's making her hopes and dreams so much more realistic that, that, that you can find this, and it's worth the wait. So, all right, so that fourth one is called Navigator. Navigator, what, what's explained in this one? Navigator has more true stories of of people who made healthy decisions and people who didn't. It also has a story about a gentleman whose dream job was to be a coach at Notre Dame. And when he got out of college, he prepared a resume. He got a job somewhere else for 20 years, and then he finally got his dream job. He was able to have the dream job at Notre Dame for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Why? Because he had fudged his resume for his original job oh. and had to resign. Mm -hmm. So I was really shocked when I heard this story. Oh. And the whole story is written in the book. And I thought, oh, my goodness, how embarrassing. But the gentleman put his name to it. And it helps the students to know that what you do today may affect you 20 years from now. Right. May affect you 30 years from now. Mm -hmm. It can affect your family. It can affect your children. It'll affect you. 
So choose wisely and have some forethought into how you want to live your life and what kind of legacy you want to leave. Mm-hmm. So navigator, I recommend for about age uh, grade eight and up. Mm-hmm. It's just got a little bit smaller print. Game plan and quest are used in sixth grade and up through adult. Mm-hmm. Aspire generally seventh grade and up through adult. Uh, navigator eighth grade and up through adult. Yeah, I just can't recommend this loud enough. You're, you are meeting, CCAP is meeting a need, and you've done it in these four simple consumable workbooks. You've done it. This should be in every single public school across America. This, I mean, this could even be like in a Sunday school class or, or you know, at home or homeschool totally. market. It, it's far and wide. Um Absolutely. You know, and for, for people out there who may be concerned, it's like, well, how did she get it in the school system? Is it like religious-based? Nope. Nope. I mean, you don't read anything about religion in here. It's all about making smart decisions. And boy, you all have knocked it out of the ballpark. So I hope, I really do, I hope this recording, I hope you can use the podcast and uh, and push it to all of your donors and and um, and people who have used it, I think it would be helpful to get a, just a long list of endorsements. And maybe you already have that. Maybe it's up on your website. I haven't even been to the website. I've just been intrigued by looking at the Quest, you know, uh, workbook. So let's see. So oh, oh, the time. How much time? So how many hours? Or I don't know how you break it up. Sessions or whatever would it take to work the young people through to go through? Like in a classroom setting, if you got twenty five students in there, how long does it take to go through game time or quest? Uh, game plan, quest, aspire, navigator. They each have eight lessons, and they generally do it in a two week period, so about an hour per chapter. Oh, okay. Works out pretty well. They're very easy reads. Yeah, they're so interesting. They really uh, of are. Course I love take the more- stories. Uh, of course, you could take more time, but pretty much an hour per chapter is okay. perfect for a class Good with the discussion. Yeah, it's and, very and, doable. Okay, and what in the public school system, at least where you're at, which class is offering this? Is it you know science? Is it health class? What What is it? Yes, it's in middle school, it's the science teacher. I've also had a language arts teacher who wanted Quest just for her students because it was so interesting with all the stories. But generally, it's done in science class, and I've had teachers say, you know, I was doing human development, and I was doing about the reproductive system. This just fit in beautifully. Oh, my goodness. It it just just flows. Wow. A perfect fit. Mm -hmm. Yes. In ninth grade, they do it in health. Or if it's in a religious school, they could do it in either health or they could do it in their religion class. Because even though it's written with health and science language, it will just corroborate healthy choices that they're going over. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Before we take our next break, and we'll be wrapping it up, um, Renata, give everybody your website address again one more time. It's 
projectccap.org. Mm-hmm. And your and phone number? My phone number, is, my phone number is 239-272-5092. All right. I'm shouting it loud and clear. Um, she needs donations. And, uh, and everybody ought to be taking a look at this. Every parent across America, every single family needs one of these, which means Renata needs your donation money <laughs> because they want to be able to give it away for free. Um, let's equip American youth with, uh, with the ability to make smart, healthy, safe decisions. All right, Renata, thank you for being on. What if we've been wrong? Thank you so much. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. All right, America Out Loud, you just heard it from Renata Ferranti. The competition is Planned Parenthood. And most people don't understand what Planned Parenthood is. So I'm going to do a quick review I wanted to put this at the end of the interview instead of on the front end, because the front end, that's the good news. We have the counter to Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood is a propaganda organization, and it's committed to a worldview of its founder, and the founder's Margaret Sanger. Uh, Margaret Sanger, she's well known as a, as a racist, as a eugenist. She was a lifelong member of the American Eugenics Association, and her worldview was to practice and to push and promote promiscuity, eugenics, and then her concept of controlling births, particularly of those that she deemed less desirable. But because she practiced and promoted promiscuity, her worldview ended up basically being funded by the government, which started back in the 40s and the 50s. So Planned Parenthood, it's a propaganda organization. It's committed to the worldview of Margaret Sanger. She believed in revolutionary socialism with a niche market in sexual liberation. And, and what she focused on, you know, the dogma was rampant promiscuity, eugenics, and then controlling births, particularly of sectors of people that she deemed undesirable. Uh, Planned Parenthood, it teaches now American youth to be promiscuous. And it's the cause, I blame Planned Parenthood, for the rapid rise of sexually transmitted diseases over the past 40 years. That's Planned Parenthood pushing its dogma that if it feels good, do it. There are no boundaries when it comes to sex. And now, folks, they've got control you know, they've got their foot in the public school system, which aggressively started 
back in the early 1970s, if not a little bit before. But of course, like most evil, it didn't come in, you know, with a, a two by four. It was inch by inch, foot by foot. And now they're putting Planned Parenthood uh, clinics inside public school systems. So when you send your kids off to that government-run school, they're turning right around and then they'll be able to provide the abortions or refer out to the abortions. But the main thing is they're spreading their dogma of eugenics, birth control, and promiscuity. Uh, Planned Parenthood, as you probably know, they're the largest provider of abortion. So they kill 900 babies, um, let's see, that's, uh, yeah, every day. 900 babies every day. Most of them, by the way, you know, the vast uh, portion are black babies, minority babies. Uh, Planned Parenthood grinds the value of human life into the market value of the aborted baby organs. So if that's the kind of world that you want to, you know, your kids to grow up in will keep, you know, being passive about Planned Parenthood getting all of its government funding. About a third of its budget comes from your tax money. So Planned Parenthood's worldview is the root cause of so much personal destruction, poverty, disease, divorce, barrenness, loneliness, shame, guilt, and human suffering. And they spread their wares now all across the world. You know, you look at countries like uh, Kenya. I have a good friend who's from Kenya and she's friends with the president of Kenya. And it's all they can do to try to keep Planned Parenthood out of their country. They don't want Kenya to look like what America's morphed into. And she said, Terry, she even gave me a quote from my book, Sister, uh, Sister Rose. And she said, Terry, you know, t tell America, tell Warren Buffett, tell Bill Gates that Kenya doesn't need uh, their abortion money. What Kenya needs are education dollars. So the young women, you know, who only get afforded a, a public education through, I think it's eighth grade, ninth grade, it's up to the parents. They have to pay. And so if these girls don't get an education, yeah, they end up in the sex slave industry, you know, married off and 10 kids by the time they're, you know, whatever, 26. And, um, and life can be very, very hard. But what she said is all they need is an education. So let's go over what Planned Parenthood is not. And the reason I'm working all this in right now, after hearing, you know, about 30 minutes from Renata Ferrante, uh, Ferrante, it's CCAP is the solution to the, uh, the misinformation that Planned Parenthood um, is, is teaching American youth. So Planned Parenthood is not um, sexual, it's not a sexual education organization. It is sex indoctrination. It teaches our youth to be promiscuous without any boundaries whatsoever. Um, it's not comprehensive women's health care. They do not provide mammograms. They do not provide prenatal care. They do not promote a culture of death. And again, you know, when you look at the stats, they kill 160 babies for every one that Planned Parenthood refers for adoption. Because let's face it, they don't make any money when the babies get adopted, but they make uh, huge profits for every baby that they can kill. Uh, they do not treat all babies equally. They target minorities and it does not care about women. It cares about its worldview, spreading its worldview and the profitability. So I think it's interesting too 
to know that when Planned Parenthood, back then it was called American Birth Control League, when Margaret Sanger started her efforts, well, she actually started back in 1916, but um, in the 20s, when she was running around Congress trying to get um, support for her birth control movement, she couldn't find support. She, she could hardly get legislators to sign on. The entire social order stood firm against you know, her brand of birth control promiscuity and, and including pornography, by the way. She was a big advocate of porn. Um, the entire religious community, that's just not Catholics, but it was Protestant too. They stood against her. The law, uh, politics, medicine, and the media. You know, the, here, here's a, a fascinating um, uh, editorial um, this is a Washington Post editorial. It says it's impossible to reconcile the doctrine of the divine institution of marriage with any modernistic plan for the mechanical regulation of birth. The church must either reject the plain teachings of the Bible or reject schemes for the scientific production of souls. The committee's report would sound the death knell of marriage as a holy institution and would encourage indiscriminate immorality. The suggestion that the use of legalized contraceptives would be careful and restrained by married couples is preposterous. That's the Washington Post, March 22, 1931. So even the Washington Post was warning against what Margaret Sanger uh, not, they weren't doing it per se directly, but what her worldview was all about as she tried to push this into Washington, D.C. And so, so you've got the liberal Washington Post standing against Margaret Sanger and her ideas back in 1931. And, and then from then, I mean, it's amazing when you look at the, um, at the statistics of out-of-wedlock births since Margaret Sanger spread her gospel and so let me just read a couple of these. So back in 1940, um, let's see, these are broken down as white women versus non-white women. So let's just start with um, non-white women. 1940, non-white women age 18 to 19, they, they were having 61 out-of-wedlock births per 1,000 unmarried women. So 61 births per 1,000. And then after Margaret Sanger, so when you go up to 19, uh, let's see, that's 1940, 1968. So this is after, uh, let's see, uh, almost 30, 40 years of Margaret Sanger's doctrine. You, it jumped up to 112 births per 1,000 unmarried women. That's non-white women, ages 18 to 19. So was, so as Margaret Sanger's organization, American Birth Control League, which in the, uh, it was early 40s, changed its name to Planned Parenthood, you know, were they being effective? No. In fact, what they were doing was spreading the gospel of promiscuity, and hey, it worked. And then you've got, uh, looking at the white women, 1940, uh, white women age 18 to 19, five births per 1,000 unmarried women. Um, and that was five births. And then when you look at 1968, so at the, you know, the basically 60s, beginning of the sexual revolution, there you go. It bumps up to 17 births per 1,000. So, of course, that was Margaret Sanger pushing her gospel across America, birth control, birth control, promiscuity. And we don't see a decrease. We actually see an increase in 
um, in babies born out of wedlock. And then the other interesting thing is in 1965, so this is years and years after Margaret Sanger, Planned Parenthood, pushing its gospel. Um, now, they were, Margaret Sanger was for abortion, but sort of under the covers, if you will. She was not um, publicly for abortion because she knew that um, it, it, America wasn't quite ready for that. Um, so in 1965, in their world population pamphlet, there's a quote from Planned Parenthood, and it says, An abortion kills the life of the baby after it's begun. It's dangerous to your life and your health, and it may make you sterile, so that when you want a child, you cannot have it. That's Planned Parenthood's World Population Leaflet, 1965. So, my point is that we've got an organization that has received not just millions of our dollars, but billions of your hard-earned tax money. The organization is founded on a racist population control platform, and it has wreaked havoc across America, and it's called Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood needs to be demolished, destroyed, dismembered, uh, become defunct, uh, there is no reason why we need to have any kind of a Planned Parenthood anywhere across the United States. They, they are the cause, they are the root cause of the uh, rapid rise in sexually transmitted diseases. And they're teaching uh, your children, your grandchildren, if they're in public school, uh, they're they are in the schools, many, many, many of the schools, and they're teaching just the opposite of what, Renata Ferranti, the executive director of CCAP, is doing. Planned Parenthood teaches if it feels good, do it. There are absolutely no boundaries. Um, you know, Planned Parenthood, it's all about, you know, driving, you know, the, this, uh, the, the goal of just pure pleasure. And so, as opposed to teaching these young people how to make healthy, wise decisions. So, I challenge you to find out is Planned Parenthood in your local public school system? How are the children being uh, taught about sex education? And then get your hands on the CCAP material and, and then teach other parents so you can take it into the public school, uh, take it into the school boards and begin ramping up pressure to get Planned Parenthood. And there's another one called SECUS, S-E-I-C-U-S. They're just as bad as Planned Parenthood. And then there are all sorts of names. Um, so, so just know that, I mean, you have to, you as, as taxpayers, as parents, as grandparents, you have to take back control of that local school market and kick Planned Parenthood out and get the CCAP program in there. And then watch what happens because your community may see the same thing, a decrease in out of, in teen pregnancies, a decrease in out of wedlock births as well as a rapid decrease in sexually transmitted diseases. I mean, we're talking about minor kids here. I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane thinking you know, about the millions of young people, 13, 14, 15 years old, who are getting sexually transmitted diseases. And, and you know, sadly, too, it, you know, it's usually the females that are, uh, I'm not saying the males don't get infected, I'm not saying that, but the, it, it'll be much harder on that female because later on she could very easily become sterile because that's uh, STD 
And so we're so Planned Parenthood again. It's at the root cause of this. So wake up, America, and take back control of that local market. You don't have to think macro. Just think in your local community, and it can happen with the uh, CCAP Collier Community Abstinence Program, and um, ProjectCap.org. ProjectCap.org. Renata Ferranti is the executive director. So. With that, um, I'm going to wrap up and um, and just you know just as a quick review, what Planned Parenthood is not you know it's not sex education, it's indoctrination, it's not comprehensive women's health care, it's it does not provide mammograms, they do not provide prenatal care, they do not promote a culture of life. By the way, they're they're killing 160 babies for every baby that they refer out for uh, for adoption, and it does not treat all babies equally. It targets minorities. So I'm waiting for American, um, uh, African Americans, the black black Americans, Hispanics. You know, wrap your head around this. That that um, you know, you just look at the the black abortion rate, the female. Fertility rate, I'm not rate, but um, the number of black Americans who are female and in the fertile age range, age range is only about 3 to 4 percent of Americans, but they represent about 35 to 36 percent of all abortions. You know, that's not by accident, America. Wake up. Uh, and then it does not, um, it, you know, at the end of the day, do they really care about women? No, they care about uh, profitability. That's probably number one. Uh, number two, uh, they care about spreading their worldview. So I almost look at this as Planned Parenthood is a religion. You know, so why? You know, why are we funding Planned Parenthood's brand of a of a religious world? <clears throat> pardon me, a religious worldview to force American taxpayers. To fund any portion of Planned Parenthood and its destructive worldview, you know, it's wreaked havoc on women, men, children, and and the stability. I mean, quite frankly, of our social, our economic, and our sovereign structure. Now, why do I say sovereign? And it's because Planned Parenthood, um, that you know, if if they could, if they can get past that, abortion is a fundamental right, either with our Constitution or through international law, you will see America lose, continue to lose, its sovereignty because what will end up through international treaties and all that, our hands will be tied. So the time to fight is now. And again, go to CCAP, that's projectccap.org, and order the four workbooks. Thank you, and God bless you.